You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Uh, hello, this is Katie Van Horn, and this is the Inclusive <laughs> AF Podcast. Love that. I'm Jackie Clayton. Okay, it maybe sounds... the pause thing's excessive. You're right. No, I, I think we should continue. <laughs> to do it <laughs> i feel like i'm like is it chandler chandler bing from friends yeah. that was always the uh had the pause the pregnant pause if you will there's you always will. room for jello there's always oh no you can't quote him anymore okay oh so, so did you watch the kamal bell uh we've got to talk about cosby thing yes Holy Hannah. Okay. So, all Did right. Did you watch folks. it? Okay. All right, folks, here we go. So Jackie and I had to press record because we started talking and then I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no more talking. <laughs> no I more know. talking. We have as a podcast. Good. We have to record it. So I might <laughs> end up eating popcorn and grabbing a beer in the middle of this only because it just feels that way. This is Jackie that, and Katie on 11. That's, that's about right. So uh, we had started before we pressed record to talk about the uh Kentaji Brown Jackson confirmation hearing. It's Kentaji. Is am I spelling, mm -hmm. saying that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um and the 95 day situation. Um I did <laughs> like I did like that there I, I've heard, I mean obviously social media is blowing up with just all the fun things and all of the stupidity of this hearing. Um yes. but I think my favorite one was the do you think that at some point she's gonna break down and start crying and talking about she had too much beer in college or whatever no. um right and, yeah and the answer right. is no no she will not no so what are your thoughts have you been paying attention to this or what's yeah what's your yeah what your... i'm fully triggered it, it really is it like is a, like a ptsd moment of the things that are not ptsd it's really just the trauma that you go through just being a black woman in business when you have like a majority group and sitting there and it's like, why are you really questioning me right now? And why are you questioning me about something that of which you have no idea? Like you have no clue. It's amazing that you're sitting here analyzing me for my background, which I get you should, but let's, you know, if we flip the script on half those people, it's like, hmm, nice. So I, I mean, I've been watching, but I, as soon as, you know, people have been talking about her last year, when Biden started saying, you know, he's going to have a black woman on the Supreme Court, just as a Supreme Court justice, it's like, okay, let's, you know, people were doing the math, like how many would even be potentially considered. And her track record is gorgeous. I, I, yes um and so i don't did you see the visual um of like the experience that she has versus the experience um that other folks on the supreme court have Correct. it's it, it was like a visual and i i'm, I'm not going to find it right now of course it's like um, beneath her to be a supreme court justice <laughs> right oh here it is okay so it's like the how does she stack up and i okay i you're i will i will make sure that we post this in the um in the notes show notes um 
but it's the how she stacks up from an experience perspective against other Supreme Court justices. And That's so right. like she has like all the experience she like compared to like the only thing that the rest of them have in common, of course, is Ivy League Law School That's other right. than Amy Coney Barrett. Um, Which, and like, yeah, like, yeah, that's a whole uh, nother. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, but it is it is very fast, fascinating because it's also like the the public defender piece, the like she's had these experiences that no other Supreme Court justice has, which is also just really fascinating to me because it's like how this will actually impact this group how this will you know impact just the decisions from the supreme court but well, what i touched my heart that they were a public defender um and i mean i in my limited knowledge um because i've never had to hire a supreme court justice i was like i'm good the fact that you went from you know harvard to being a public defender already coming from um underrepresented, under-respected group. And uh, like, I think I find it fascinating how, I mean, like I said, like she's better than all the Supreme Court justice, justice people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and so anyways, like it's just, just, it's very, very fascinating. And then I think it's also this, I, the, <laughs> The different folks that are interviewing her and some of them you're just like your racism is showing your racism right. is showing well yeah ted cruz and um graham what's his name uh, lindsey graham yep. like you're like <laughs> you should probably sit down and be quiet because your racism and but i guess actually you know what it's working for them nope. so clearly yep. maybe they don't need to do that um I just want this to be over and I want her to be, you know, what I, I don't even know, like, what is the, like, they have to actually approve it, right? Or no. Yeah. They know they just, they do. They'll, they'll take it to a vote. Um, and if it goes uh, with party lines, then she'll be fine. The only question is going to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, because she'll have a majority vote. And then the only part, other part is, are, will she win? hearts and minds of others um i think my favorite picture though was of her parents did you see there, there was a picture of her parents yes mm -hmm. um and uh, i will uh, share it and we'll put this in the show notes because it's beautiful um if i can find it of her parents just smiling on watching her testify was adorable right you know just adorable um, and it just goes to show oh, like oh yes i see them yeah adorable adorable but also like they raised a badass truth that's look what matters that. look at that look at daddy's face um anyhow all right Okay, so hopefully we get through this without many more painful moments. I just, um, I doubt it. I, I, yes. yeah, I, yeah, PS, I doubt it also. 
P.S. I should stop talking because, yeah, it's just going to get worse. Um, But hopefully we can get through that process and get her on the court quickly and be done with this madness. Um, And now, okay. And then next thing I want to talk about, and I'm just throwing out all my topics, but I know you have topics too. Um, Can we talk for a moment about Brittany Griner? Oh, Yes. You're just pulling out all the things. When are we going to get to the fun things? I know. I'm sorry. Um, well, okay. So I want to ask your thoughts. So she is one of ours, meaning she is a Phoenix Mercury. I don't know if you know this. Yes. Tell Um, the people like she's, she's a professional basketball player for the Phoenix Mercury WNBA in case people didn't know. And she's, uh, both of ours because she played college at Baylor university and sick she's like bears. a <laughs> sick of bears but she's also like a multiple gold does hasn't she she has won gold as part yes. of team usa right mm-hmm. um of course wikipedia is not pulling up there we go um sb award yes okay victory at Rio Olympics. So yes. Okay. So my question to you, what are your thoughts on her being detained? What are your thoughts on, um, her having paraphernalia? Let's say, can we say paraphernalia Would is that, yep. would that be right? That's fair. What are your thoughts on all these things? I think it's stupid. Is that okay, good? Is that scientific? And done. all right, so we can move on to it's the next typical. topic. <laughs> well, it's typical. I mean, I think what is important to me and what I always say, like as I'm screaming into the wind, is this is exactly why we have to say Black Lives Matter because they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Because she's sitting over there detained. Nobody's doing anything about it. It was a very limited, whatever the amount, wasn't it oil or something? Like, um, whatever it was, it was like, you know, it's a small amount. We could be doing something and we're not. And then people are like, how does a person just vanish? Um, but I know like, this is part of, there's that part of the story, but then there are other, um, black people who like are trying to like get safety during this time. Um, from Ukraine that aren't being allowed into Poland because they're black as well. So people don't believe that they're really from Ukraine. Ukrainians. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a vape cartridge or cartridges that contained oil drive from cannabis. So here's my thing. Come on now. Why are you carrying that with you through a communist country? That was not very smart. I will give, like, I will say, come on now. But my second piece is I just I, I'm glad that the embassy, the folks in the U.S. embassy have been able to see her and actually have visual of her um, to make sure she's OK and she's in good health and all that stuff, because that is one of the things that I worry about. She is a black lesbian in Russia. Like. Mm-hmm. I, that's not that's not a, a winning combination for that country, and so I just mm-hmm. am very scared for her. Um, and so I hope that she 
makes it back safely and that everything is resolved. But they said she is looking at up to 10 years in prison for this. So it's also yes. just like, yikes. It's just, and, but here's the thing, like, this is what's important. And I, this was really important from MSNBC that explained, do you know the maximum that you can get on, as a player on the WNBA is $228,000 a year. And they were like, she should never have had to go. She's going so she can earn money. Yes. Yes. Which goes back to, you know, the, and we can actually talk about uh, the women's soccer as well, like the yes. discrepancy in pay. And if one more person is like, oh, well, they just don't have as big of a market. Yeah, because they haven't been given as big of a market to be exposed to and have access to and all of these other things. So yes, it's just but the, the women's soccer team has a bigger market. Like they um, have more people going and they're the better and they're better. they're better. Yeah. <laughs> They've actually made it to the world cup. I don't know if anybody, you know, there's this mm -hmm. event thing, small, small like, details, you know, small yeah. details. So, I mean, it goes into, you know, recognizing, um, that, you know, sports, the way they've set up salaries in sports is just twisted. It's mm -hmm. just absolutely twisted, but you do have to look at those things. Like it, they, they should have never had to go there in the first place. Um, and, but now that they're there, it's like, what are we going to do? They said, I think right now they're going to do another two months. She's going to be detained at least, <sighs> but it's two more months. So she's going to be detained like before they have a trial or anything. Right. So it's right. And, and that can be postponed ad nauseum, like as many times they want, I think. So um, anyway, so sending good thoughts to her and her family and hoping that she makes it home safely quickly. Yep. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth and together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gosh. Um. Okay. The topic we started talking about Bill Cosby. So you yes. did watch the Kamal Bell. I did. I did like all documentary. the way straight through. Yeah. Same. And Holy Hannah Batman. Did you know it was that many women? No, I didn't either. Like that was so shocking to me, but I think the other part that was like, just kind of gave me the shivers, if you will, was like the, how many, what are they called in, in commercials when they have like little things that are, uh, like, um, ah, what it's called. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the nuts, they're called like raspberries or something like that, where it's like, they leave a little something in a commercial or in whatever it is. And oh, that like gives you a Easter egg. 
Easter egg. That's the word I'm searching for. Thank you. How many <laughs> Easter eggs were in the Cosby show and like in his whole career? And like he's doing these interviews and like basically saying, This is how I get women. And everyone's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. He literally said, This is what I do. Yeah. He talked about Spanish flight and from forever. I think that's what's the scariest thing about watching the documentary was seeing it pass forward the timeline like okay this is what was happening and these are the women and it just kept going and going and going and, and there was yeah no stop to it at all um did you were you a watcher of the cosby show like did you watch that yes. growing up? yeah yeah religiously okay. yeah same and that was like one of the shows that my parents were like okay with us watching because there were a few that we weren't allowed to watch but the you know it was this family show and it was such a good family and I mean, and I remember like, it was hilarious, but it was also, you wanted to go be part of that family because they were right. so cool and, you know, did dances together. And, right. uh, you know, I think that's the other piece that is just, everyone could relate to the Cosby family and like wanted to be a part of that family. Um, okay. Any thoughts, any other additional comments, thoughts on the Cosby? I think um, I was glad to get the whole story out there um, and give some of these women their voice. Uh, but I think like that's the part that we keep stressing about, you know, this is way pre me too movement mm -hmm. um and um i think that it's amazing that a lot of these things were sparked this was sparked you know with the comedian that that brought it up and talked about it but then during the same time of the me too movement of having people bring brought forward um i just feel like it's sad and i feel like this is everybody acts like they're shocked i mean we're shocked because it's bill cosby but it's it's still happening mm-hmm and I feel like, you know, we had just talked recently about advocacy and I wish people could advocate for themselves and that we could start learning and teaching people on their value. And it's so sad in the way that we are as a society, like of what we put value on, on like money or fame or whatever, more important than the actual person. I just feel it just made me sad. Right. I, I agreed. And I think so. Hannibal Burris is the comedian that brought it up in the show. And even he was in the documentary. He was like, oh, I was kind of surprised it like took off because I thought this was just like a well-known thing. And you heard people like from the set of the Cosby show and other shows, they were like, well, yeah, that just was kind of what happened is the women would get paraded into his office. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, right that's the and and i continue to be amazed by those stories where you're like how could that be possible how could it you know continue to happen and no one say anything or do anything but to your point it's the money fame i want to be cool i want to be part of the in crowd whatever it might be versus looking at the human on the other side of it that is being raped or being um just very bad things happening um and it continues like it's it's literally we can talk to i guarantee and we didn't ask i maybe we should and i don't want to ask that question actually now that i'm, I'm 
just talking out loud. Um, I almost want to ask people like in your professional setting, have you ever been, have there been jokes? Have there been things and like get people's response on if they've had that experience? Because I would guarantee most women in our age group can give you multiple examples of times that they were put in uncomfortable situations or, or worse. Um, and like how that impacts you longer term and in just your professional life. I, you know, I think it's one of the, the things that stood out to me was that sex therapist, Sonali, um, I don't remember what her last name is, um, but her name was Sonali and in there said like, he's America's dad, but America has a rape problem. And, and it that's where it comes down to. And there was another quote from her where she said, you know, if you ask women um, if they've been raped, the majority say yes, but then you're forgetting, you know, this happened by somebody. It's almost like you should ask people, have you ever raped anybody? Yes. And yeah. I almost fell flat on the floor. Yes. Well, that, yes, that question, I was like, holy hand. I mean, that was a gut punch moment because you yeah. were like, it's like, that is, that is the right question to ask. Not that anyone would or would admit to doing that, but yeah, who's doing it? Stop asking women, start asking men. Yeah. Anyways. So that was, I, I really, I liked learning more about it because I did not know. I knew that like he had been accused of multiple rapes. I did not know it was the numbers that it was. So I, I feel like I'm more informed about it, but I'm also like the fact that the deposition that he gave that they said, oh, we're not going to use this to prosecute you is now the reason why he's out of jail. Like that's also where I'm like, our court system, our legal system is so jacked up. Right. It's it the same, it, like, this is exactly why we need to have like people with different experiences and different thoughts and different backgrounds, because it's those same people, you know, that we're saying that don't have these experiences that make all these de decisions that are like, oh, you know, it's not that bad or, um, you know, I didn't mean it or it's over now and you have to get over it. Or what was that guy? It was just a couple minutes in one of those like rape cases where it was like, I don't think we should punish him for the rest of his life for like, you know, 15 minutes. Um, that was the Stanford, the Stanford one, yeah. the Stanford swimmer, whatever. Swimmer, or no. yeah. Was he a swimmer? Was whatever he was. But yeah, and 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 that he was woman, a rapist and yeah. he got off. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to, to summarize. And yeah. but the young woman is going to carry that with her her entire life as well. So she's being punished, but that's okay. Right. That part's fine. Um so Jackie, we haven't actually like talked in a while. And so I, I feel I like there's so many things. This is what happens, folks, is that we get busy with the rest of our lives and forget have that we, we have a podcast. Jobs now. We yeah. both have big grown up jobs. We're both adults officially. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> I'd like to go back to grade school or something like it. Okay, there was just a Same. dog running down the road and a car driving beside it. I don't know if that's safe or not. I don't think it's, it doesn't Probably seem not. safe. 
Um, probably not. And it wasn't like a, here, I'm going to chase you to get you. It just was like some person driving down the street and a black dog riding, running with one way to exercise. I mean, I don't like taking my dog on a walk, but sometimes, (laughs) but there wasn't like a leash Jackie. It was just running (laughs) randomly. I don't know if it was trying to get away. Um, okay. So um, what else has been going on in your world? Oh, I know what I want to ask you. Cause you said this the other day on your coffee talk with John Baldino, um, you were talking about Textio still being a startup. So my question to you is when does a startup become a big boy company, a big girl company? Um, I don't know. I ask myself that question every day. It has, it has to do with like, being responsible for your own money. <laughs> like, yeah. When you have private equity or uh, venture capitalist money, like you, it, it's when you own yourself and you're not owned. I think. Officially. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about that because GoDaddy was privately held and then we got some money from VCs. And so then we were not owned by one person or, you know, an entity. So, but that was, you know, 20 years later. So yeah, is that I don't a startup? That counts. I think you have too many. No, you already have a business established. You already have your products established. You have your marketing team. You have all the different things that are going on. And I think it's like, for me, I just feel like it's sometimes it's more scrappy. I don't know. I should Google it. Yeah. Like I, and I don't know that there's like a right definition or not. I'm just curious what your thoughts were, because like, I yeah. think of Textio as a well-established company and yeah, yeah they I have mean, hundreds I guess still. like technically, technically I'm looking at Investi- Investopedia. Um, and it, what says, do they tell like, us? They say a startup is a company in the initial stages of business of which we're not. Um, founders normally finance their startups and may attempt to attract outside investment. Funding sources include family, friends, venture capitalists, crowdfunding, and loans. Um, maybe we're a startup just because startups come with a high risk of failure and it's possible that they can be unique, unique places to work with great benefits and a focus on innovation and great opportunities to learn. Okay, but you're not risk, you're not at risk of not succeeding. I know, but you, everybody is, you know, like every startup, okay. I think it's like, we're finding our feet and building our, building who we are. Like we're not done. And you know, there, there's some products, like they have a one product and then they're done. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think for us, we're like looking at being like multi-product and uh, it's like, what is this the best? I, maybe it's because of the innovation is like, if I think our goal of having people communicate better and use more inclusive language. I don't know if we're ever going to be done, but I think there will be a point where it's like, okay, I think we have enough tools that we can take someone from a higher to retire communication internally. So who knows when that will be. Okay. That's fair. But I also would say like product wise, I mean, I know so many companies that have one product, yeah, I don't know. Like, is In and Out Burger a startup? No. I'm just saying. I'm going to ask. I have not asked I, Google another question. Please, GTS, baby. GTS. <laughs> um, um, okay. So, what are my other questions for you today? Um, it's just the Jackie um, interview. Are you AMA. Me? AMA. Ask Jackie ask anything. Eddie. 
<laughs> oh, wait. You are no longer defined of a startup if you have revenue which exceeds 50 million, have 100 or more employees, and have had a value of 500 million or more. So I guess like you're not a startup in like 360 days. We will not be a startup. How many people work at Textio? 113. But exactly. It was a combo. It wasn't just oh, one. Whatever. It was a combo. It was all yes, I'm saying is please let Please let Karen know. <laughs> we only got to 46.9 million. So until we get please. to like 50. Okay. In a minute. In close. a minute. Yeah. That's why I said within the 365 days. I'm know. just asking also yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm in a startup. So I'm also just asking for my own personal You're at knowledge. Startup, startup. I'm at you a baby. A You're baby at company, a brand new, uh, like baby company. Don't even have the fuzz anymore on yet. No, startup. how's no. that feeling? Awesome. Like, I, I love that you're talking about dandelions when I have like grass behind me because <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel, feel <laughs> fit into the background, fit into my natural background that's going on here. Um, it feels good. I, I'm definitely working on some imposter syndrome business, you know, that comes up, I think for, uh, for me a little bit on just like, am I doing the right thing? Cause like, I am such a worrier about people. And so I get like, I'll say something and then I'll be like, oh my God, did I do that? Right. Did I say that? Right. Was this right? You know, whatever, whatever. Um, so I'm good. I'm just, uh, trying to keep my people good as well but i'm doing some fun stuff with like culture and values and like I, the part that i love is that we are very intentionally still keeping our um if we're just looking at male female ratio we have a 50 50 split on gender um and from a uh diversity of race and race and this ethnicity we have a good mix um age we're gonna have to work on a little bit i think i'm one of the older people <laughs> when when our last guest was talking about being gen z i think jackie and i both were internally going yeah we're gonna be gen x it just is what it is yeah fully i i was thinking about that's funny if we had a company that was just like ran by gen x it would be interesting if everybody i have worked at companies where i think it's been pretty close all gen x <laughs> yep yep and it's so much easier well <laughs> Aha, uh -huh. you betcha. Um, I don't think that, but I also like, I am so that person that I'm like, I don't see that many differences in generations. Like everyone wants to have impactful work. They want to change the world. They want to do these things. So I don't know why I keep yawning, Jackie. I'm sorry. Am um, I boring? Like, I, I no, I don't know what my problem is, but sorry. The generational conversation always like throws me off because i'm like we all kind of want the same things it's just how we yes. go about doing it um but i also i think I a lot of it has to do with the age and not the generation it's just yeah and how you were raised and like what you what you were taught or not taught and like i mean i will look across my niece and nephews who are all gen y and gen z depending on you know which sibling they came from and they're not much different other than like who their parents were and how their parents raised them. And I mean, I'm sure you can look at that across like your kids, friends, 
as well. Like yeah. how they're raised is really the, the difference, but yes, yes. I do think it's interesting. Like, I just feel like you just get to a certain age. I think dis disagree and commit is a lot easier when you're older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, I can fully do, do this. No, I completely, I disagree. I don't think this is the best frame of, of action, but I feel like um, you're most passionate. We'll try it out and we'll see how it goes. Um, and I think that might just be an age thing. Well, yeah, I also, I think Gen X comes from that school of you could disagree behind closed doors with your peers, but once you go out and face the rest of the team, that's right. You're lockstep. Yeah. So, um, but we also didn't have permanent records. I think that's the difference, but like this generation oh my gosh. now today, everything's a permanent record. Everything you've done, you've posted, you've talked about, and you have all those things online. Then everybody's like, um, three years ago, you said you wanted to blah, 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 insert whatever it is here. Yeah, I wouldn't, I probably, uh, that is the part that scares me the most about like what you see online with all of these kids, but then also, yeah, it is the, thank God, <laughs> thank God. And we'll just leave it at that. My friend, yes. what else you got? What else you got Jackie? Well, I had a big tree that got cut down and that was crazy. Oh yes. So, um, um what is the end result of that? Is it just a stump? No, it's a big long stump, but I am glad that we took it down. Um, uh, you know, I like it that that part is is done because then we had, you know, last past week tornadoes. And so the, the tree was going to come down. We just paid for it to be in advance and didn't wait for it to like knock down our power lines. I mean, we had to chop down the tree. <laughs> OK, wait a minute. Did you really have tornadoes? Yeah, like not here in Waco. We had it like they were up the street. Oh, like okay. in Colleen, like, like Round Rock, and Austin, they had them in Dallas. And um, we had major windstorms and thunderstorms this past week. We had windstorms here in Arizona, but nothing like that. That's that yeah, seems it was a crazy a town. Full. It was a full event. Like people closing early. Like get home. There could be the, the we had the alarms that went off. Oh yeah. The tornado alarms went on. Um, so what's one diversity, equity, and inclusion lesson that you learned this week? How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. Don't hire racist bigots. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, wait, this week? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things is that um, it's not something that I I learned this week, but something that I've been continuing to seeming to have to explain to a lot of people, not necessarily inside my own organization, but just in general, is that inclusion does not mean um, 
uh, vote by consensus, which is hard for people to understand. Like, mm -hmm. no, like, you know, we want everybody's voice to be heard and we take those things into consideration of making the a decision, but that that wasn't a vote. No, no. Yeah. And I, okay, I like that. Mine this week is a little bit different. Mine is that I, I feel like this whole idea behind innovation, like diverse teams driving innovation, I think leaders are, are struggling and we need to help them leverage the differences of their teams to create more innovation because I, I like and it's the whole idea of like you know if you build it they will come situation but when they get there what do you do then so like once you have that diversity on your team how do you actually do things the right way so people feel heard and listened to and like their ideas count and i agree with you wholeheartedly not a everyone has to have an opinion about everything and every opinion needs to be taken in consideration but how do you leverage that diversity to like create cool stuff i think it only happens but the thing that you have to build before you're able to build that is that psychological safety piece or you'll yep. never get the benefit of of having a diverse teams mm -hmm. and making it safe to share um like an environment a, a culture of feedback um not criticism feedback which is different whole nother show right mm -hmm. um of trying to get those pieces in but is that encouraging like we have like really group team meetings um on my team and we ask people to share different things and it's and it's like if money was no object what would you do for the tool how would you do this what would you change if you if money was no object and you can do a magic wand how would you build this out because that's when you're going to start getting the opportunities like there's no risk like there's no and you and i think what's also important is to give people an opportunity to speak without criticism or like almost where that person gets to speak and you just encourage that person to keep talking. Like it's not, it's like creating opportunities where this is not a space for feedback. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know what I would do about it um, and feeling safe. Like this is what I would do. It's not a debate. Right. I'm just letting you know. And and that one's such an interesting one because it's like the whole concept of brainstorming sessions have like flown out the window almost where mm -hmm. that that's where it's the craziest idea wins almost like you want mm -hmm. people to have that like outside the box don't worry about any like what the impact or, or sorry implications or logistics are just like come up with ideas and having that space that no one goes oh that's too or we already tried that or that's too far outside of our bounds or we shouldn't do that mm -hmm. because of x y and z and when you see that happen like how like how cool it is to watch because then people build off of each other and you get put to in like stuff. you it's fun yeah if you implement a rule of during this brainstorming session you can only talk about things if you agree or you you want things to be to move forward you right. can only say positive things because it's just as easy there's people that look for for negative things um and so you force people to look at positive things and then it ends up becoming more fun people will share more ideas you can look mm -hmm. at those things of innovation and then it's like later 
you take that list and it's like, okay, out of this list, these are the things that are possible. How can we do these things? Right. Because that's the only way you can get it is like, I don't know how much I want to share with you because I'm afraid you're going to call me stupid. Think I am not appreciative of my job. Um, it'll be make debunky. You'll think I'm not in alignment with our company mission, like all of these different things. So I'm only going to give you a little piece. And then as soon as you cut me off, make fun of it, criticize me, then I'm not talking anymore. Right. Um, I was a part of a brainstorming session a few weeks ago and the facilitator did that and was like, well, what do you really mean? Uh, you know, what are you talking about? Or, well, that just seems really negative or that see, you know, and, and it literally was like very hard to sit there because I was not leading it. I was a participant, but not to be like, I thought we were just brainstorming here. Can we just brainstorm and let everyone have ideas? Because yeah, you realize that the folks that are maybe a little bit more reserved or, you know, maybe an only in the room that they're going to not say a word if they think that they're going to get criticized or put down right. or be othered um, in that moment. So um, it's like make those safe zones where you, no one is allowed to share that information. Yeah. To share negative thoughts. It's only positive. I mean, and PS, I, you know, I have had moments, right? talk to people and I'm like, I'm not looking for any criticism. Like whatever is done is done. I just need positive vibes and support, please. I don't right. want to hear it. Um, but I, I think that's hard for people because you want to have a response. You want to be able to go, oh, well, have you thought about this? Or, oh, well, let don't break it. Don't screw it up. And then what you do is like, you have to turn that into your idea. Now mm -hmm. that's your idea, not right. my idea. Right. That's how you get past. And that's what people need to learn in brainstorm sessions, um, brainstorm sessions so that you can be innovative and they actually work. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. don't fix my idea because you can't fix my idea because it's mine. You have to come up with your own idea. You can feed off the one that I just gave you, but you can't fix it's something that it's, it's mine. Like yeah. you can't fix something that I actually came up with. Like. You know, if we say, oh, let's have a you're party, like, and then you're, you're like, like oh, you, you can't fix it. Clown. It's like, no, this is my party, and I don't want balloons or a clown. Because clowns are freaky. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah, no <laughs> clowns allowed. Uh, and also, like, your idea is always the best. So, I mean, like, Fully. no one can improve on it, also. So, right. just kidding. Um, so, instead of a criticism, just offer your own new idea. New idea um okay what else what else do we need to talk about right now i feel how like your, how are you doing you moved recently into your new <gasps> home it's official. Into, my, into the grass i moved into the grass so it's <laughs> perfect um i actually just I, as you were just speaking right now um olive just came in for a quick visit so i i you know this the listeners do not but uh, my office and the house have two separate entrances and my cats have not been allowed to be outside at the rental house because there was too much wildlife around there. Um, coyotes and uh, little baby mountain, not mountain lions, uh, whatever they're called. It doesn't matter. Cats. Um, bigger <laughs> cats. Coyotes, javelina, all kinds of fun things, snakes. And so Mount, no, not mountain lions. What are they called? Bobcats. Yes. Bobcats. Bobcats. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what is the go Bobcats? 
wasn't that your team? What is what are the Waco people? What's bears. Baylor? Baylor Bears. Sorry. Emma, what, are, what are the Waco people? What are they all about? Oh yes, Bears. Baylor Bears. Um yes. Okay. So um, so Miss Olive just peeked into the office. So she came out of the house and came to look and see what we were doing over here because Penny's asleep on the chair and I'm obviously talking to you. Um Folks, I do want to just give you a heads up, and this is actually mostly to hold Jackie accountable. Jackie promised that she was going to come and visit me in yeah. the next few weeks. And so you heard it here, folks. You are promising that you will come here, right, Jackie? Yes. And then you'll be on um, our But First Coffee, and then you'll we'll have yet to record live. We we'll can have record to do. 25 hours of podcast. We're going to do a LinkedIn live for 24 hours straight, <laughs> folks. Kind of like a dance-a-thon. Yeah, and, and we'll different. be, we'll be, uh, we'll have some special guests on like Penny and Olive, <laughs> Olive. and Opie. It'll That's be great. It. It'll be great. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Well, hey, uh, good chat. <laughs> <laughs> What's your one thing? What's your one thing? I just, you know, can people like just be nice? <laughs> Why is that so hard? No, I don't want people to be nice. I want people to be kind. Okay. Yeah. Because nice be is kind? fake. Nice is fake. Yeah. If people could do that, I would like that. Okay. Because I feel like there's so many things going, like, I feel like, like, people are trying to be like when we have people being them best selves i'm just going back to like the um uh just the the supreme court justice and all of those little interviews and it makes me think of of regular employee interviews i just get so sad like i feel like those this it's just a mini version of that where there's things that can happen um we don't we don't think about how we're talking to a person who has real life experiences. And I do want people to be kind and add kind candor. And then also with the brainstorm thing, it's like quit shitting on people's ideas, like let people thrive and grow so that they can be their best selves. Like why just be nice. Yes. Yes. Um, amen to all that you just said. Mine is spring has sprung. <laughs> I don't think that's a whole thing. <laughs> yes, it is a thing. Spring has sprung. Cause it's like not, I mean, not for us. Cause you and I, it's like been summer already. It's already like yeah. in the eighties. So like, these are silly things to us. Um, but that being said, if we all could kind of turn over a new leaf, a new tree, a new, whatever you need to turn over to like chill out a little bit. Um, I know gas prices are high. Yeah, I know there's like a dumpster fire situation going on pretty much everywhere in the world, but back like kind of do your thing on be kind, like everyone just needs to like take a minute to like take a breath. That's, That's right. all I'm asking for. Everyone take a breath. Um, but I also think we all need it from just a mental well-being perspective as well. I do. I do too. That's why you need to come to Arizona. I'm doing Another it. Now there's a kid walking down the streets. Oh, oh, and with that, Penny has something to say to you. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for joining us on the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Katie.
Van Horn. <laughs> and this is Jackie Clayton. Bye. Bye. <laughs>do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out.